Welcome to the show, Fairways and Finance. My name is Jeff Smith. I've been in the mortgage business for 16 years, top quarter percent LO nationwide. And you know, this podcast, we want to talk about your finances, how to grow and accumulate wealth and all things related to the mortgage industry. But we're golf lovers here as well. So we're going to work in some golf. Don't worry for my golf lovers out there. We got you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode today, Please share it with anybody who's in your network. I'm working hard to grow this podcast and depend on referrals from from the audience like you. And I would greatly appreciate you helping me to spread the word and build my brand. If there's nobody who comes to mind, leave us a five-star review. That goes a long way in helping to grow the brand as well. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. Great to connect with you here. Want to talk to you today about uh, where we're at in the market and how to build a sustainable business, whether the market's good or bad in the mortgage industry. And the way that we do that is by having a purchase-oriented business. Right now, with rates rising, we're starting to see mortgage companies in the red, and we're going to see a lot of mortgage companies go out of business. If rates stay elevated for a year and a half, two years, which you know, it's, who knows what they're going to do? Um, we're going to see a lot of mortgage companies go out of business. And the reason these companies are going to go out of business is because they were heavy on refinance business. So if you're 50, 60, 90% refinance business and refis drop by 80 or 90% due to rising rates, your business has dropped by 80 to 90%. And so that's not sustainable. So for anyone who's going to be in this business as a career, you've got to have a strong purchase business. And I want to talk to you today about a few of the ways to build a really strong purchase business and specifically with real estate agents. That's the number one power partner for loan officers is realtors. Realtors need a good lender in their corner to handle the financing for their clients. Because once a financed buyer goes under contract, it is up to the mortgage company to make sure that transaction closes smoothly and closes on time. And even if the transaction closes on time and gets done, if the experience is so painful that the client is unhappy at the end of it, even if it's not the real estate agent's fault, it's the lender's fault, they get wrapped up in that and it's not likely that they'll get referrals from that client because the the transaction itself was a sour transaction. So repeat business and referrals is so crucial to scaling your business exponentially over time. But that can't happen if you're not delivering an excellent experience. This can't just be a good or suitable experience. It has to be an excellent experience for people to feel the desire to refer you, their friends and family and coworkers. So we're going to talk today about how do we go after agents, develop relationships with them? How do we interact with them? What are some strategies there to make those connections? Because agents are just so valuable for loan officers. So let's talk about where do we get agents from? So every listing agent on any transaction you've closed in the last year, that's a great place to start. All those people have interacted with you, worked a transaction with you, calling through that group. It's a warmer call because they've worked with you and know who you are. Active transactions. Every loan officer should be doing weekly status updates on their active transactions. I do mine on Tuesdays, Tuesday LSUs. We, um, we send out a written update of where the loan is at with both agents and the title company copied on it. My processor calls our borrowers. 
I call both agents every Tuesday to give them a status update of where we're at in the loan. And I call them for two reasons. One, it gives them an update on where we're at and keeps the lines of communication open. Talking to them on the phone gives them a chance to ask any questions or mention anything that I might need to know. And then two, it gives me a chance to interact with the listing agent who generally I don't have a relationship with. And now I've got an opportunity to build a relationship with them. So if it's 30 day closing, I've got four or five phone calls to get to know them, build some trust with them, tell them about our company and what we do and ask for a meeting at the end of the transaction. The way I always like to ask for a meeting is if if at any point I get feedback from them that they're really happy with how things are going and they think we're doing a great job, I'll ask them for a meeting right there on the spot. Or if they haven't done that and offered that up toward the end of the transaction, I'll ask them, hey, how did you think things went in this transaction? If they start in, oh, Jeff, you guys were great. You had awesome communication. You kept us updated. You closed on time. I say, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. I would love the opportunity to meet you. I'm looking to add more uh, referral partners into my business and grow. And I really enjoy working with you. And I would love the opportunity to meet with you. So current transactions, weekly status updates and attacking the listing agent. And then the current agents that you work with, ask them to introduce you to people that they know. They know other real estate agents. They have friends who are in the industry. And if they're referring you their clients, they think highly of you. So they're going to be open to recommending you to and introducing you to agents that they know and who they have a relationship with. There's some opportunity to become a preferred lender for those agents. So you know, inviting an, uh, one of your agents out to breakfast or lunch and then asking them to bring two of their friends or asking them to do a text or email introduction those are ways to meet new agents. Wedding list agents. So everyone on what would be your wedding list, there's either some actual realtors on that list or every single person on that list knows at least one realtor. You know, everybody knows a realtor. There's 60,000 real estate agents in Maricopa County. So everybody that you know, all your friends, family, coworkers, everybody who's in your world knows at least one real estate agent. If they can give you a warm introduction, that's a much easier way to get a meeting than just cold calling. Um, Agents that buyers of yours are working with, and these are buyers that were not referred by a real estate agent. So like we'll get um, past clients coming back to us who, um, you know, were like clients of mine from my Wells Fargo days at the bank, or every now and then we get a random call in off our website. Those clients um, may already have a realtor who they want to work with. And th- so they're going to work with that real estate agent. Now that's a new agent that we have an opportunity to get uh, in relationship with. Um, just agents in our community. So agents who've got listings, who are doing business. You know, I get monthly mailers from agents in our neighborhood. Those are agents that I can call and get a meeting with. I could teach classes. Like I like to teach lunch and learns. So I'll teach lunch and learns for agents on how to build their business. So you can market a lunch and learn, have it at your office, fill a room with five or 10 agents. And now you've got an audience there that you can add value for and then ask for a meeting. And then uh, last open houses. So going around on the weekend, just hitting random open houses, bringing in a little open house kit for those agents and starting a conversation with them. They are a lot of times bored sitting in that open house. So it's a great opportunity to get in there and start talking to them and get to know them and see what you can do to add value for them. 
So those are ways that we can get in touch with agents in different areas to focus on to build those relationships. There's different levels of where we would have, how we could have a relationship with a real estate agent. So like the lowest level would be, you know, a backup type of lender. So if they've got a deal that goes south and they need a second opinion or need someone to save a loan, you might be in that backup position. Um, you know, program or product level, like they know you for a specific niche product that you have. And if they have a client who fits that specific niche, they'll refer you a client in that scenario. Um, there's kind of like what I would call the business level of agent relationships where you guys do some joint marketing together. So maybe you're, uh, uh, maybe you've got a um, farming campaign in a neighborhood and you're both jointly on marketing pieces that are going out in this farming campaign. Or I've got some agent teams that we work with where we contribute money toward their leads, their ad spend for leads like commissionsanchorrealtor.com. And then primary level of relationship is where you're their go-to lender. You're their guy or gal. Whenever they have a client who needs financing, they're recommending you, they're in tight with you, and you're their number one. So we want to try and each of these relationships that we have, we want to try and move them up this ladder and become the primary uh, referral uh, partner, primary lender for these agents. So when we're making calls to real estate agents, we got to make calls, we got to stay in front of them, we got to keep that relationship alive and uh, and and thriving. And so we've got to call them. But when we're calling them, what should we be talking to them about? And there's really four buckets that conversations with a lender and a real estate agent should fall into. So the first, if it's an agent that you're actively working with, you're calling them to give them an update on their leads. So they're referring you leads, you should be reaching out to them at, you know, weekly to give them a status update on where you're at with each lead. And that way you can tell them any new information that they may not know. They can tell you new information that you may not know. And it's a reason to call them and help them with the business and strategize how you can convert those leads. Pre-approvals. Any clients you've got out there who are shopping for a home, you've pre-approved them. They're now an active buyer. You can call the agent who is showing them homes and check in and see how things are going. See if there's anything you can help them with for that buyer. Uh, see if the buyer's had any financing questions that you can follow up with them on. And then making sure that that agent is going to CC you when they submit an offer to the listing agent so that you can make an introductory call at the time that that offer goes in. That's huge. I make those calls seven days a week and it really helps, especially in a seller's market like we're in right now, to call that listing agent right when the offer is going in and make sure that they know that you've done a full pre-approval, you've verified all the documents, you'll be giving them weekly status updates on Tuesdays. And I like to share how long I've been in the business and how much production I'm doing so that they know I've got experience and know how to get it done. The go-to conversation. So a go-to conversation could be several different things. You know, a go-to conversation could be an update for something that's happened in the industry. It could be a market-related update. It could be an update about a program that you've rolled out, a niche product that you have, some kind of sales tactic to help an agent asking for referrals or converting a lead. Uh, it could be follow-up on any kind of uh, video or book or little gift um, training CD podcast that you've sent out to help agents with their business. Underwriting guideline changes. 
uh, team updates to your staff or your process and how you're dealing with your clients. And then anything that you specialize in, like niche products, making sure that agents are aware of, hey, we we have a bank, state pro- bank statement program that we could use to get a deal done for you. Or yes, we have a bridge loan product that could help your clients submit a non-contingent offer. So that's called the go-to conversation. And then invitations is the last quadrant. So you can call realtors with an invitation to go to a happy hour, to go to lunch, breakfast, dinner, um, to meet for coffee, or to come to your office and take a tour of your office, get to know your team, uh, come to an event at your office, like a lunch and learn. Um, So invitations to any kind of events or um, activities that you have going on, that's another reason to reach out to real estate agents. So that's four quadrants of phone calls and conversations to be having with real estate agents. So I'm going to recap that. It's active leads, active pre-approvals, go-to conversation, and invitations to events. So there's that gives you plenty of reasons of why to call a realtor and have a conversation with them. Phone burner. Phone burner is a system that I love to hate. It's an auto dialer that is unbelievable in terms of how fast you can get through calls. And so you can load lists into phone burner and it will dial through each contact as you're calling through. So you've got to you've got to be sitting in front of your computer to call with phone burner. But if you were to sit down for a four hour session at home bur- and phone burner three days a week, that ends up being 12 hours a week of calling through phone burner you're going to end up calling between 1 to 200 agents a week using phone burner. So it's that's a huge volume of calls that you can get done in 12 hours and so that's a, a ton of prospecting that you're getting done and it's still, you know, well less than half of your work week. So that's a way to pound through a lot of phone calls and be very productive and make sure that you're prospecting on a weekly basis. So you know, on Mondays for your four hours, you can call all of your current agents uh, and your top prospects that you're pursuing uh, for real estate agents and any any agents you're doing current business with. On Tuesdays, you can use phone burner to make all your Tuesday status calls to the buyer's agent and the listing agent. And then on Wednesdays, you can call a prospect list of agents. So these are just cold calls or cold or or uh, you know lukewarm calls to agents who you're not doing business with, but you want to do business with them. You want to try and get an appointment with them, and so you can go through the quadrant of the go-to conversation or an event invitation because they're not currently sending you any business. Uh, but calling through those on Wednesdays is a way to make sure you're consistently working on acquiring new agent relationships. So that's called Phone Burner. That's a monthly subscription that you run through your computer, and it's a auto dialer that works extremely well. Uh, marketing that's running in the background. So you know, phone calls is one way to stay in front of agents, but that, that's not the only thing that we should be doing. We should be sending out a weekly video to all of our real estate agents and prospective real estate agents. So I send out a rates sheet on Fridays with a video giving a market update on what's happened with the markets for that week. And then it's a a rate sheet to give agents an idea of where rates are at for that week. A monthly mailer. So like we like to send out cheesy gifts uh, to all of our top current agents. And they're just fun little funny gifts that go out with cross-country branding on it. But uh, people like to get those. They're cute. Their kids usually like to use whatever comes as the little gift. And they're, they're clever and it's something to have a conversation about. 
starting a monthly mastermind group. So agents and lenders alike, we're all looking for ways to improve our business and to do more business. And so one of the best ways to learn new tactics for doing business is to mastermind with other peers in the industry. So a monthly mastermind with with your real estate agents is a great way to get in front of them and see them on a regular basis. I think those work best if you get one strong producer and then you can invite a few mid-level producers. I mean, I would invite a couple that you're working with and a couple that you want to work with, and you can fill a mastermind group that way. Uh, sending out a monthly podcast. So we need to add value for the people who refer business to us. Podcasts are an incredible way to learn and grow. And so you should be listening to new podcasts all the time to pick up information that you could share with real estate agents and then send them that link so they can listen to it. Now you've got something to follow up with them on and have a conversation with them about what did they think about the podcast. And then uh, sending out like a book. So you could send out a book each quarter to all the real estate agents that you're currently working with. That's Another way to add value by giving them information that can help them with their business, it can help them grow personally or professionally. These are the types of things that we can do for people that add value for them above and beyond closing their loans. So working on all of this stuff, um, you know, if you were to get one agent on average, you're going to close 0.1875 loans per month over the course of 12 months. So 10 agents, you'd be closing 1.875 loans per month, almost two loans a month. 50 agents, you'd be closing 9.35 deals per month. If you had 100 agents, you'd be averaging 18.75 loans per month. So the ratio for that, you know, we take the number of closings divided by 0.1875, and that gives you the number of deals averaged per month from that number of agents. So it's kind of a benchmark on how you can calculate, okay, I want to be at 15 loans per month. Then you've got to divide that out by 0.1875 and you get an idea of how many agent relationships do I need to develop to get to my goals for production. So, you know, real estate agents are not the only pillar of business for loan officers. We can get referrals from uh, other business people as well. But real estate agents really are the lifeblood of a loan officer's purchase business because realtors are dealing with clients purchasing homes. That's what they do for a living. And they need to have a solid lender who they can depend on to get deals done and to provide a great experience for their clients so that they can get repeat business and referrals. And if you're doing a great job providing a great experience, you're going to get repeat business and referrals as well. So DM me if you have any questions on this. I hope it helps. Have a good one. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I I hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable information out of it. You know, I want to help to educate others and and help people grow their business and build wealth. And I can only do that with referrals and your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if if you come across someone you think could benefit from this, please share it with them and and would love to help them as well. And if there's nobody who comes to mind, a five-star review would go a long way in in helping me to, to grow this podcast and grow the brand. So appreciate your support.